0: Hope y'all ready for the Cattle Rattle Power Out. The only podcast this neck of the Mississippi. Joining me as always is old Craigie I-P. Uh, Say yee Pete. <laughs> Across from me is the always brotherly yet somewhat sisterly Podcone Jones. Say yee Jones.
1: Yeehaw.
0: <laughs> To my left is your host, the thrice prospected but never prospering, the one-toed <laughs> Willie. Say, yo, Willie, yo! And as always, I'm Big Jim Jefferson. Now let's get to the only news that matters. It's one-toe's
2: tally. What <laughs> did you say? One-toe's tally?
0: I told you, I was excited for it. You, oh man, alright. Did All you right. say
3: the M I what did you say?
0: The M I S S Sispi.
4: Sissippi
3: That is Oh
4: man. That's how I'm gonna spell that state from now on. Holy cow. Can we just skip the Jubby and just have him do that again? No.
2: Welcome everybody to the Wubby Report XD! No. Ooh God damn it. Let's start with a really quick Coach Watch 2019! Update. I thought the
4: last one was last week
2: No, I got one, one more, just quick Okay, cool The Patriots have hired Greg Shano As their new defensive coordinator after Brian Flores' departure Shano was previously the defensive coordinator at Ohio
4: State
3: That's weird
2: And now he's back in the NFL again That's weird He was there before, too He was the Bucks head coach at one point
4: That's he weird sucked That's weird It's really weird I don't, well, I mean, he's on the Patriots staff now So he's gonna be great
0: Yeah, but, uh Belichick just wanted somebody that's not gonna get poached from him in, like, a year
4: You know what? That's probably true, yeah He just wants someone
2: to like not probably just tired of looking for a new defensive coordinator every year.
4: (laughs) I mean he (laughs) hasn't had to. I mean, what's his name was there for Matt Patricia was there for a while.
0: Patricia was there for a while.
4: And then he got a head coaching job and and then then he had Flores immediately got one. So All those like
0: AFC East
3: coaches stayed in the AFC East. Kind of it's all part of Bill's plan. That's why he's ran the division for so long.
4: He's literally going to run the division. He's going to become a co-commissioner, but just of a division in the NFL. Right. (laughs) That'd be so weird.
2: So, good old Patty Mahomes recently wowed everybody yet again by playing basketball and being really good at it. It was cool. Man. Um,
4: I loved it. That irritates me. He's good at every sport. First, first he's cranking golf shots like he's... For yeah. yeah, like like the ball's rolling out at him, and he's just smashing it like 300 <laughs> yards. And then he goes onto a basketball court, and he's doing like spin moves and like le- like just clowning people on the basketball court. And I'm like, can you just suck at something? Nah. His, uh, like, but unfortunately,
2: his agent wasn't a fan of any of that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's contractually, contractually obligated to not play basketball, along with basically every other sport besides golf. Afterwards, after all this happened and Mahomes realized he couldn't play basketball anymore, he posted a video on his Instagram story of him playing NBA 2K with the text Only Hooping I'm Doing These Days on it. He was playing as the Cavs. He was playing as the Cavs. And his my player name? thank you. Andy Reid. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? His my player name was Andy (laughs) Reid.
4: Didn't Didn't see only, If only Patrick Mahomes was as good at other things as he is at playing football in the first quarter of big games. It only
3: happened two times. <laughs> Three times. A couple times. Fool me twice. Can't Co- fool me again. It was a couple times. Whatever. It's not going to happen. Is <laughs> he
0: allowed year. to play tennis?
2: I don't know. I think maybe. I, I, I,
0: I remember reading the list, but I forget. You do not want to do any snow sports. Yeah. Drew. I know Drew Brees plays tennis.
4: Well, he might be allowed to play Drew tennis. Drew Brees then. is also not allowed to ride a motorcycle. Nobody's allowed to ride a motorcycle.
0: It's all. It's canceled. Tell your dad.
2: <laughs>
0: all right.
2: Damn. A <clears throat> Oh guys, according to that big old mill over there, you see it? That big old mill over there? It's the one that that churns out all those rumors. We all looked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We <laughs> all we all literally just looked.
3: If, if I'm reading this Breaking Jubby report as of 3 minutes ago, the Cleveland Browns just signed free agent running back and former chief Kareem Hunt. The Browns? The Cleveland Browns. Holy shit. The
0: place where the incident happened.
4: He is Old. from Ohio. He is from Ohio. Oh, oh,
0: boy.
3: That's. Why would they get rid of Josh Gordon? Kareem Hunt's because he was dropped from the team. He didn't leave the commissioner's exemplist or whatever. When he gets signed, he's going to get suspended.
2: Yeah. I don't know. what uh, have Nick
3: Chubb.
4: And Duke. And Duke. They're doing it! They're doing it! Oh, that's that's a bad PR move, if that's what they did. That's a horrible PR move. That's run. a and you bad... They're going to get... What are you doing? Why, wait. When Ruben... When what's his name got signed by the Redskins? Ruben Foster. When Ruben Foster got signed, picked up by the Redskins or tried to get picked up by the Redskins... Dude, people were, like,
3: furious. Like, and there wasn't a video. No, there wasn't video. Of but, Foster. There, people have been trying to spin the story on Cream Hunt over the last couple weeks because he's been... In nothing but counseling, like it looks like he's doing. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't understand how you could sign him this quick, though.
0: Other breaking news. Anyway, oh, what's up? Uh, Kyler Murray chooses the NFL over the MLB.
2: Yeah, that. Yeah, that was in here. Yeah, he. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it just hit me. I just got, me got the, hit, the yeah. notification. Yeah, yeah, that was the last Twitter. story I added. Yeah, he. It's official now, and I talked about it a couple weeks ago that he was talking about doing that. Yeah. But yeah, he officially did it. He's now instead of hitting the, the good old. Good old goose ball. He's going to throw the good old foosball. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to that mill over there. You see? Oh, look. It just popped a rumor out of it. The Steelers are likely to place the transition tag on Leffey Bell and trade him if another team is willing to make one. Mm. Belt of the Dolphins, here we come. Or the Ravens. Or
4: the Ravens.
0: Or the Chiefs.
2: Not the Chiefs. I don't,
0: I don't think they'd trade him in division.
4: They're, they're dumb. So <laughs> it's true. They don't do things correctly. <laughs> Clearly. By by their uh you know by their recent By their recent everything. By their recent everything. Yeah.
0: Ever since they said we're gonna extend Ben. You're like, nope, that's wrong.
4: Yeah, it's wrong. It's that's totally wrong. wrong. Unless okay, the only foreseeable thing is like the Steelers just trade on and Antonio and just get and just have like five first round picks and then spend them all on outside because <laughs> that's what would happen. And just be I don't know. I don't know. Make me mad, I guess. I'm not sure.
2: According to the NFLPA, which, by the way, is a union, and let me, uh, (laughs) I'm going to divert here real quick. Do you think it's funny that every old Republican that you know is... Political. Just for a second. Hates unions, but their favorite sport was completely changed by a union for the better. Anyway... Uh, according to them, Ooh, Josh Gordon and Martavis Bryant could reapply for could apply for reinstatement to the NFL as soon as training camp, if they follow through on all of their treatment plans. Strangely enough, I am confident that Gordon's going to return to the
4: Patriots if he gets reinstated. I don't think Gordon should. But do you think he will? I don't. Think, I think Gordon. I think Gordon should stop. Just
3: Retire. I stop. think he should just retire. He because like he he's done so, so much. What, his to try time and fix himself, yeah. and, and like. Obviously, every time he gets back into the NFL...
2: I think it might be because of the environment.
3: The environment or whatever causes
0: him into relapse. And the stress. Right, but also look at the support system that they try to structure for him, too. Like, if he doesn't have the NFL, who's going to do that for
3: him? That's, I think he I, could still get it. That's true. And, it's, I mean, it's a give and take, yeah. He's got a okay. Super Bowl ring now. Just retire, buddy. The Patriots
4: tried to... The Patriots really did, like... I mean, the Browns gave him a ton of chances... And then the Patriots gave him one last shot. They even put him right next to Tom Brady. I mean, they, they... specifically put his locker directly next to Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, and apparently they all loved him.
4: No, no, no one's ever said anything negative about Gordon's like, like personality, personality. or work ethic or right. stuff but like that. He, but, but the bottom line is he's an addict and he has a problem. And like, Chris Carter was talking about it when he got suspended again. He was like, like Josh Gordon does not need football. Josh Gordon needs help. Like that's what he needs. Yep. Like, period. Like he does not need football. Football will go on without him. Like Josh Gordon needs help, and if help is potentially, like Corey said, being in that like structured environment where he can have like people around him that that he like that can be on him twenty four seven, then okay, yeah, sure, go back. But like, if the environment is what is causing him like the stress and causing him to relapse over and over again, then he needs to retire. He needs to stop. Like, cause from, I mean, if he's been suspended so many times and he's gone through the program so many times, then he comes back sober when he's not in the NFL. He's not abusing. Apparently
1: mm-hmm. it's when he comes
4: back and he's in the, and he's in the league and he's going through all the rigmarole of an NFL player. Then all of a sudden, halfway through the year, he relapses again. So, same thing happens to Martavis. You think so, some that
2: had to do with the stress of Cleveland just dumping him?
4: Um, I don't, I don't think, want to speculate. I don't on think this any especially. player would be stressed being traded from the Browns to the Patriots. So, <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: I don't. I don't, don't think that's a. I don't think that adds stress, you know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that. I anyway. feel like it's rude. There's
0: also been like people saying like, you go to the Patriots to win, not to have fun. Like yes, it's like almost a completely different environment from anywhere else. It is. Yeah. And so that that could be stressful.
4: It could also at the same time. I mean, if the laid back, quote unquote, fun environment of other places, I mean, who not, we, we it's so hard to get like a grasp on like what the interior, like what inside the what being inside the Patriots locker room is like, right? Because it's. That You just never hear anything. <laughs> you just never hear anything. The only thing you hear is, like, players that leave, and they talk about, like, yeah, man, it was just, like... It was work. It was work. Like, we we don't... We put everyone else before ourselves, and, you know, all that type of stuff, so...
0: I think maybe, like... I don't want to put my team on, like, seem to put on a pedestal or whatever, or like, but, like, Saints and Eagles, like, they have, like, they have fun, like, in the locker rooms and yeah. stuff, and you don't see, like... I think if he could see that... The and, Bears like, were doing that this year, too. Right. Yeah. It, I think if he could go somewhere like that and, like, have fun without, like, you know, drinking and mm-hmm. all that stuff, like, in the locker room with people, he might, it might be good for him. Yeah.
4: I think it's... Josh Gordon wasn't helped with the fact that he... He was an addict when he got drafted and then he was part of a locker room very much different than the Cleveland locker room now. Like, right. Like, the, the Cleveland locker room when Josh Gordon was at the... I guess what you consider now to be the apex of his career was awful. Like it was awful. It was Mm -hmm. so bad. They were constantly cycling through coaches, constantly cycling through GMs. And it was probably terrible. And it probably just exasperated the issue. Whereas now like, I mean, who knows? I mean, he literally went to the place that literally every single person, when he, when Josh Gordon kept getting suspended what, was the, what would be the thing everyone would say? It was like, oh, he's going to end up on the Patriots. Yeah. He's going to end up on the Patriots, and he's going to be just fine. And then he ends up on the Patriots, and people are like, wow, see? Look, everything's fine. And then it wasn't fine. Like, even that didn't help. So, like, I don't know. I, I think Josh Gordon is, like, if you look at, like, what Josh Gordon did, like, those two years in Cleveland. That was incredible. Like, that's, like...
3: He was otherworldly. He was
4: other, yeah. He was like a perennial, like, once-in-a-lifetime talent. It was insane what he was capable of well, yeah, doing. Yeah, especially with what he had. Exactly, with Jason Campbell throwing him the football. Right. <laughs> like, it was so, It was incredible, the stuff he was able to do. Like, it was like Calvin Johnson-esque. Like, he was just a, a freak of nature.
0: Is he the most interesting man in football? Josh Gordon? Yeah
3: up there it's you have that
0: you have the stories like he was making thirty thousand dollars a year at college selling weed yeah mm-hmm. like that and crazy and then you have like uh him relapsing and you know sobriety and then he him. Had never
4: he had never played a football game since his senior year maybe even his junior year of high school sober right he had gone to every single one of his high school games, most of his college games, under the influence of something. Which is... Like, go watch his college <laughs> games. Like, and his pro games. Dude was a freak, and he's playing under the influence of drugs. And pate- and alcohol, maybe both. That's insane.
0: There's a... Uh, the his, art, the uh, artwork he did is great, too. Yeah. I don't know. If-
4: he was a car salesman mm-hmm. when he was suspended, and apparently he was really good at it. His 30 for 30...
3: Uh, there's gonna be his,
4: one. Josh Gordon's thirty for thirty is gonna be like, I want that shown. I want
3: a sixty for sixty. Yeah, yeah, I want that
4: shown on like national television. Like, put that shit on CBS. Put it, put it in movie theaters. That's mm-hmm. gonna be, that's gonna be like captivating. I want Josh Gordon to get help. If he, Me if too. it ends up being that he can come and play football, that's awesome. I want him to get help first. And the same yeah. thing goes for Mar- Martavis Bryant. Yeah, absolutely. Who once caught a football with his butt.
3: He doesn't need. That's important. It. Again, That's he, important. He has a Super Bowl <laughs> ring now. It's not like he needs football for anything. No, you know, he doesn't need it. Like I said,
4: football doesn't. Josh Gordon does not need football. Period. If he wants to do it, then he has the right to do it. And yeah, somebody didn't talk about last week,
2: speaking of Josh Gordon, there's actually a really like nice and touching article on uh, online about a uh,
4: about Patriots players talking about him. Yeah, what he had to say. After the Patriots released him, he had, like, nothing but great things to say mm-hmm. about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, he wasn't, like...
2: They want him to come back, apparently, like a lot of the players do.
4: Yeah, he's great.
3: Like, Again, he's a very good person. He just has a problem. Right. Right. It's, it's neat.
4: It's very fascinating. Yeah. I, I agree with Corey. He's probably, if not one of the most fascinating, the fa- most fascinating. In a somewhat tragic way, but still.
2: Right. So, speaking of
4: under the influence... no.
2: While absolutely chugging copious amounts of beer during, their, during the Patriots Super Bowl parade, Rob Gronkowski was also dodging them. Quote, At one time, those nipple shots, it's like five of them were thrown at a time, and there were five beers coming at one time. Everyone on the duck boat was juking them. We're getting good practice for next season. Next thing you know, I move back a little, I'm just chilling, and then boom, pop, full beer can right in the face. <laughs> Apparently, he actually got cut multiple times by beer cans, but Jesus he was Christ. still grabbing them and chugging them. Speaking of another guy He also guy drank done... a
4: full bottle of wine on the bus on the way there. Speaking of another guy who doesn't need football anymore. Yeah. yeah. Rob Gronkowski. I, He's I going thought him. he was
3: going to retire. What do you mean next season? He's, He's
4: probably going to retire. Well, see so he's thinking about it. He can he can go anywhere and do anything. He could be a talk show host. He has his, he has a couple
0: of his own I think his own cartoon network, but he does have shows. Yeah, like he doesn't need football?
4: No. But he can go do he can go do other things that don't he wants it. Slowly destroy his body. Yeah, but he wants it is the problem.
0: <sighs> Football's a drug.
4: It is. If Tom Brady's proven everything is you can get addicted to football cuz he 100% is.
2: He posted a video on Instagram of him, you know, holding the trophy, and then he he put a text underneath it said, "Uh, Father Time, take that L."
4: Oh, he's... he he he's, he's uh, man. It's not. i I've oh. always I always make the like the, the Father Tam can't, Father Time can't be defeated, but Brady might be the only person ever that like Goes ten rounds that go. Well, no, that brings it to like a draw. Oh, okay. Like he's not gonna beat him. But, like, it will be a draw. Like, it won't be. Father Time is not going to win against Brady. Brady will just tie him. And you know, leave. And then leave. <laughs> Which is more than a, you know, that's a proven point if I've ever heard one. So,
0: How many Super Bowl rings Father Time got?
4: <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point. Man. None, man. Fuck him. What would be a Super Bowl to Father Time? A Super Bowl. All right. Fair enough.
2: So, speaking of uh, things catching up with people, uh, Cam Newton opened up about his shoulder injury that he had throughout most of the season, stating that at one point, he couldn't even throw the ball 30 yards. That explains why he kept dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey. Right.
0: So, uh, I want him to prove that he wouldn't be doing that anyway.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true.
2: So, he went under, under the knife. His procedure was a success. And, apparently... He shouldn't miss any time in 2019, which is a massive sigh of relief to Panthers
4: fans. And also totally against what they said a couple of weeks ago. Right. That they said right. they, may not, they just may not play him.
0: Right. And this is also the same stuff they were saying last offseason when he had surgery for his shoulder.
4: Yeah. yeah so, In other words, sit him. Please. Yeah, please. You're not going to beat the Saints.
2: I'm talking about Father Time catching yeah. up to somebody. That's how. Yeah.
4: You're not going to be better than the Saints next year. The Falcons will be better. Than they were will, this year.
3: Will they though? They'll be healthier. Mm.
4: Which I mean, that alone will improve them.
3: <laughs> yeah, but next year's an odd year, so we know the Panthers are gonna have a winning record.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Maybe well, I mean they could go like nine and seven.
0: Nah, okay, fair.
4: You Valid. Know. They can go nine and seven.
0: Eight seven one.
4: There you go. Even better. Eight, seven and one. I like that. I like that better. And
2: uh maybe they the go job.
4: uh maybe they go seven. Seven,
2: six, and two. that's it for the job. That's all I got. Because. Also, that math didn't check out. No, it did not.
0: Because I, because I stole one of your articles.
2: Yeah, I just, I threw in my joke
0: real quick. Okay,
4: well, yeah, the Kyler Murray thing.
0: Uh, I literally just got the notification on Twitter about it. So, like, I thought.
2: Hello, Ben Birdie. You're on Football After Dark. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm recording right now, man. What's up? Oh, you're, co- oh, you're serious. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. dead serious. You're on Football After Dark right now. What's you're up? You are
3: on the show. This is, this is so ironic. Actually, listen. So I was calling you to tell you this. Please, please, whatever you do, if he's
2: not already there, which I'm sure you probably is, But for me, and technically Matt said at this point, Kareem
3: Hunt not be in the pit. Because he's playing for us now and I kind of don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Too that's late! That's guy Wait, what be. did he say? He doesn't want. He doesn't <laughs> want what? Kareem
4: Hunt in the pit. Oh, Dude, <laughs> too late! to cream hunt? In
0: the
2: pit? Cream yes. hunt in the pit, man. That's you're gonna get pulled out of the pit.
0: John
3: Dorsey's <laughs> trying to pull him. No, John- you
2: can't. He can, he's gonna try. Dorsey's gonna try real fucking hard to pull this boy out of the read,
3: pit. Here, did you see the? Did you read the statement ah. that Dorsey left but on it, him? Let me,
2: bet. As as our resident Browns fan, I do need to ask you. Ah. No, listen, listen. I'm totally impartial. He belongs in the pit, but I'm being somewhat like yeah. facetious about this. Same, but like. You know, no no. <laughs> just just take around in the you, pit you for can, a minute. You can play from the pit. Look at Jameis Winston. You can play from the pit, but you just throw like, I don't know, like fourteen picks. <laughs> 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 Let me ask you though, uh, I just I ask you one question as a resident Browns fan. Why? Why, why,
3: why, why? 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 Because John Dorsey John Dorsey was the GM for Kansas City and new.
2: as soon as he is for one million dollars i'm gonna go with with the cast face that we have yes i see why all right that's fair but also I nick do, chubb the Cap's the face is the most in the nfl if it's only a couple
4: million so like need need. rg3 fine give, give him a little deal see if you can redeem himself as not being a piece of shit and show off that talent but i'm kind of mad about
2: my boy chubb and duke right they getting their plates uh Messed with. I don't like that. I don't like
3: it. At ben, all you think, ben, you but think Ben, you think they're I just gonna to call about it? Out, man. I did not want to interrupt you guys' this whole, you know, I can't wait to hear the episode and hear my voice over <laughs> the phone. That's all
2: great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank but you very Matt, much, Matt. Ben. No, really, Matt, Matt, you need a lobby for this. All right, he used to be he used to be he's so you
3: need to make this happen. I don't, uh, you need me to take Kareem Punt out of the pit
2: It can't happen. I'm trying to tell you, it's literally. I, I right. already,
3: I already tried to put a positive spin on it. No, but it, I can't. It's hard.
2: It doesn't. It doesn't work. Like, like I said, he could play from it. But I mean, as a running back, it's like, like, see, Jamie Winston. When you're in a pit, as James Winston, you could throw the ball, but no, it just ends no, up in other people's no, hands. If, if, but if how do you Cream, run out of the pit? You if Cream
3: I mean? does everything correctly, does the counseling, he's done the apologizing, he's gone all through the counseling, he does every step correct from here on out. Maybe in a few years, he could take a step out. But right. even See, then, Ray, Ray it's Rice it's hard. It's no, really Ray hard. Ray like Rice every didn't you, an you Christ, does he you deserve? It? An man. Make it work. <laughs> does he deserve a second chance? I don't know. I if if he if he's like actually remorseful, realizes that what he did was actually fucking dumb, and does everything correctly, maybe in a few years he
4: has to marry the girl, My man. like like Tyrese oh what
2: did. the fuck <laughs> like Tyreek did
4: <laughs> oh no. All right, man.
2: I'm gonna let you go. It's nice talking to you. No, I'm gonna let you guys go. Can't wait to hear you. Bye. 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 <laughs> I thought that was fun. I saw that he was calling. I was like, oh shit.
4: Man, that was that was ironic. Like, I can't believe I can't believe he picked that moment to call. Well
0: that's
3: it, funny. Again, the news it, just broke less than 15 out. minutes ago. And
0: yeah, it was awesome. We did just finish the job. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was all, good that timing. Was, that was awesome. Yeah, shout
2: outs to our, to one of our patrons, Ben Birdie. You're you're awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. I guess. Good job <laughs> having
0: that sixth sense of timing or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was
2: that was amazing. So guys, what do you want today to do is the wrap up of the season one of Fat Pod. Yeah, the first season of Football After Dark. We did, what did good. We
4: learn?
0: Nah. fuck the refs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so what
4: we learned. We didn't learn anything. We no, are we, still
3: amateurs. We
4: get to we get to do our awards ceremony now, where we each have uh, created uh, awards that we will hand out to we various. Don't, we don't
3: have a theme song. Do you guys want to impromptu to a theme song? I was just
0: gonna go with you. What <laughs> are you doing? Why'd you stop when I started? Oh, I'm sorry. We're we're all going at the same time. Yeah. I all four
3: of us. I was so. just gonna do the NFL song. Kuiper's yeah. gonna count us down, and then he's gonna start the organ. Oh. oh, football! Yeah. The
1: football.
4: Play- conc- all right, Matt, you get to go first. Because you didn't participate in the song, damn it.
3: I, I not know what to do. I even played a can, Matt. Get creative. I wanted to hum something, but I started laughing, and I couldn't get in.
4: We each have awards. Our awards are called the Fat Rajis, according to Corey. Yep. The Fat Rajis. The Fat Rajis. The fat Rajis. So the 2018-2019 fir- the edition of the Fat Rajis presented by or presented on... The Football After Dark podcast. Presented
3: on and by Football After Dark. Yes. Now, it's going to be interesting because I don't know. We didn't talk about our nominations. We ages. did not talk about no, it. No,
2: the idea is one to keep it a secret. To get our
3: award <laughs> <and that laughs> show, we kept a secret from each
4: other. There's a, there's a chance that uh, some of our awards overlap, which I think will be even funnier. That, I mean, it but, probably a little bit.
3: That means funny. they get two trophies.
4: Sure, yeah. Two yeah, digital trophies. Double Raji's. You they get two saying? digital trophies. I'll Photoshop
2: right. them with two trophies in their hands.
3: All right. I guess we're going to start off the inaugural adaptation of the Faharachis with the best tank sponsored by the New York Knicks. The... <laughs> <laughs> Sp- <laughs> sponsored by... Okay. Wow. True, though? We have... The Bengals hiring of Hugh Jackson in the middle of their losing streak. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: we have John Gruden trading everyone away.
4: Oh, you have nominations? Ooh, yeah, I like it. I didn't do nom. I just did winners. Yeah, that's what
0: I was gonna ask you guys. If I like it. To oh, nomina- okay. Well, I, I, I got nominations. Yeah. That's fine.
3: You got I like that. I have the Cardinals organization. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Or. Just recently, the Jets hiring of Adam Gase. <laughs> can we Can we all vote? <laughs> yeah, you guys. What, what, if what? if
0: the Jets wanted to tank with Adam Gase, they could have just kept Todd Bowles. Mm.
3: Yeah, but they tanked with Todd
4: Bowles I, for I too long. They, they needed the, to mix up the tank strategy. The Bengals. I think
3: the Bengals.
4: If you're in the middle of a losing streak and you hire Hugh Jackson, oh. Yeah.
3: That's well, like... that, that's, that is probably, like, the biggest tank. The way I gave the winner, I gave the winner, or who do you... Who do you... Oh,
2: I was—I would also say Hugh Jackson, but
3: the winner... Da-da. The whole Cardinals organization. Ooh.
4: Ooh. Okay. Woo! Come on up, Josh Rosen!
3: <laughs> <laughs> being able to... Steve Wilkes! Oh, you're able, not here anymore. <laughs> uh, being able to start... Being able to start Rosen and get his rookie kinks out of the way. Getting over the Sam Bradford hump. First round, first overall pick this season, and they don't need a quarterback. They're able to hire Cliff Kingsbury to develop Rosen. And they have a chance to... Basically, they don't have to tank next year now. So, like, they got the lottery pick they needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Their tanking worked.
4: All right. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's That's fair. fair. And they get Larry back for one more year.
3: Mm -hmm. They get Larry back. So that's cool. What's up? Go ahead. uh, Am I going all of my awards? No, no, no. no. We're doing one at a time. Oh.
4: Oh,
2: we're going to do one at a time? Yeah, one at a time. Oh, shit. Yeah, so everybody has a chance to talk. All right, I like that. Like in in
4: rotation. You're next, Kuiper. We're
3: going in uh, um,
2: clockwise.
4: I don't have nominations. Um, I just have awards. Uh, My first award is the I Can't Believe You're All Alive Award. (laughs) Um, this goes to the Buffalo Bills sideline, who avoided certain death every single time Josh Allen threw a screen pass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> congratulations, Spinal. Uh, yeah, yeah, congratulations.
4: Yeah! Uh, you can Buffalo give it, Bills. You can give it to the players, the coaches. Hell, give it to the fans in the front row. We'll
3: give one to Angry. They
4: were literally give one to Angry. I can't believe there were no fatalities <laughs> because – Man. Like there were some times where you I really thought I was gonna see someone die on national television. <laughs> like, so here you go.
2: You're next, Corey, go ahead.
0: Okay. I have the The Man I Miss Kyle Award. <clears throat> and it's going to none other than Matt Ryan.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> some some say he oh still some say he's still leaving emails to the Carter Five at ATLValcons.com asking him why he hasn't gotten any game plans from him this week.
4: The man I miss Kyle Award. <laughs> oh man.
2: That was good. My first My first award. No 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 nominees or anything like that. Just gave it out. Uh it's called the Whom Award. The, the Whom. You know what I did for the Whom Award? What? Here's the only prerequisite. You had to exist in the NFL. I picked a random player off a practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright.
2: This year's winner <laughs> is Gerhard de Beer. He's a he's a tackle on the Packers practice squad. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's I think he's from South Africa. His name is Gerhard DeBeer. Alright. Boom. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, yay.
3: Alright. Man, you guys went in different directions <laughs> with your award. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we won't have the same nomination. I don't think so. <laughs> well, th- this this next one tied into the tank and it's a little less topical after their uh, recent signing as of fifteen minutes ago. But I had future clown of the NFL sponsored by the Browns since they won't be it anymore.
4: Oh, okay. Oh, they're sp- they're, it's sponsored by the Browns. Okay. Yeah, they're, 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 they're passing, passing the torch. F- yeah, <laughs> all
3: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a few, a few names that I've already mentioned. The Jets, they hired Adam Gase. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. The Raiders, not only did they have a bad tank job, They don't even have a stadium to play in next year. (laughs) (laughs) 16 away games. Right. (laughs) The Bengals, they may have actually fired Hugh Jackson, but they still hired him in the first place. Andy Dalton's a bum, and they're just going to suck. Damn right. And finally, the Buccaneers. They have the most last-place finishes after the Browns since 2002. The Browns have 14, the Bucks have 10. Mm -hmm. The prime real estate clown status With the quarterback from the pit Jameis Winston Fuck you
4: (laughs) (laughs) I can't Ben
3: was like, "Is Kareem in the pit, guys?" I can't believe. And we're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Damn
4: it!" He's like, Damn it, man! I can't believe he's in the pit. Of course, he's in the pit.
3: And, and and the pit wins clown status. The Buccaneers are the new laughing joke, laughing stock right. of the NFL. Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely! Congratulations. You have
3: Bruce Arians as your quarterback, or Bruce Arians as your head coach. Oh, that's your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's their quarterback coach. He's supposed to fix Jameis Winston. You can't fix Jameis Winston. All he loves throwing lobsters in the double coverage.
0: Was true. Was it Bruce Arians that used to eat paint because his brothers told him <laughs> to make him a better football player? Oh my god. I can't remember if it was Bruce Arians or Andy Reid.
4: Whoa. <laughs> well That was a thing. I yeah. hope
3: it's Bruce Arians. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's amazing. That's right. so good.
2: All right, Kuiper, what do you got?
4: Mine? Oh, boy. Alright, well, see, now I don't know if I want to do this one, because... No, you have to. Okay, well, mine's about... Okay, so... In light of... Okay, so you're... Okay, no longer tanking. This award is called the Lou Gehrig Award. (laughs) Oh, what? Uh, Oh, no. Luckiest man on the face of the earth. (laughs) And that award goes to Freddy Kitchens. Mm. Because, man... You got nothing. You got the tiniest shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the 2 and shoes,
3: thirty-two, the baby. The
4: shoes you have to fill, man. Like you, you take over. You take over that from, chair
3: you're sitting in. Must be pretty. Yeah, s-
4: you take over first of all. You aren't. You don't even start the year as the offensive coordinator. You're like, I don't know what he was.
3: This is their quarterbacks coach. Here's the I quarter, think.
4: Okay, he's the quarterbacks coach. So. He gets to work with, first of all, he gets Baker Mayfield, right? Mm -hmm. Who, he has no, he has no part, potentially, in drafting Baker. No part of it. He gets him as his quarterback. He gets a good running game, good defense. He takes over from Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson gets fired. (laughs) Not only does Hugh Jackson get fired, but the person that everybody thought was like, okay, well, if Hugh Jackson gets fired, Clearly Todd Haley's going to take it. Nope. Todd Haley gets fired. Yep. So Freddie Kitchens takes over just because they have, well, he doesn't take over, but he has to take over the offensive responsibilities because they literally fired the two people ahead of him. And he's just like, oh, well, uh,
3: guess I'll just, guess I'll just do it. Yeah. I guess I'll be a coach now. Yeah.
4: And then Greg Williams becomes the head coach. Uh, the Browns finished the year – well, ever since Greg Williams took over, they had – I think they had a winning record. Yeah, when yeah, he took over. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then Greg Williams doesn't get the job. He gets fired, and Freddie Kitchens takes – you're Lou Gehrig. You're the luckiest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> like, that is – people, people have dreams about getting head coaching gigs. None are as elaborate as that, where you start out the year as the quarterback coach, you get a quarterback that looks like to be the best one
3: in, that, in, draft in class. that
4: draft class, and the two people ahead of you on the offensive staff get fired, and then the person that takes their place as the interim head coach doesn't get renewed, and you get the job. That's like that's unbeknownst to history. So I gave I gave uh, Freddie Kitchens the the Lou Gehrig. Did, I'm a fan are of the
0: Browns them. keeping their de- that defensive line coach? The, the real fat guy
4: that like whenever in <laughs> and we, he's yeah. like oh, gut moves yeah. yeah as far
3: as I know he's still there that's good <laughs> that's good that's
4: good that's good that's good why he isn't the head coach I'm, <clears throat> I, don't, I have no idea
3: could you imagine his press conferences oh, it would be
4: hilarious it'd be amazing Co-
3: coach can you say hut please
4: hut <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then everyone in the press in the room just like g- like giggles <laughs> <laughs> what are you oh laughing at God. hut What if he had to say hut after every sentence?
3: It was in his contract. It was in his contract, yeah. You have
0: to pronounce your periods. How do you pronounce them? (laughs) (laughs) Hut. All right, Corey? Uh, I have the (laughs) worst thing you could possibly say at the worst time award, (laughs) and it's going to Raji Goodell for saying, refs are human after being asked about the no-call days after the nfc championship game and not saying anything about it
3: before that it's true true. his answer was very valid
4: we're
2: giving him his own Raji. yep his face is (laughs) on
3: very valid
4: i was wondering how many of those you were gonna give
0: there's a theme
4: (laughs) all
3: right all right cool
2: next up we have the biggest meme award
3: oh biggest meme
2: what I think is the biggest meme of the year. Now, there's there's plenty of different things I could have went that's with. That's a competitive right? category. Right. It's a very competitive category. And there's one that edged out. Just because it was a meme that sprawled too many other memes as a result. Okay. And that's John Druden becoming the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. That's, Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's way too... Uh... <laughs> that in itself
2: was a fucking meme, right? Well, we talked about it all off-season, how much of a meme Gruden, that was. But you got it from Jubby over here. Oh, well, you so. sure did. Congratulations. And then, ever since he went there, he's turned that organization into a meme. He mm-hmm. is just... He's got the touch of a meme, where he, like, he goes in something, and he touches it, and it becomes a meme. It's legendary. I have to give him the award.
3: That's true. You kind of do. Oh, man.
2: Congratulations,
3: Guru John, then You got can the meat.
4: Can this just become our new episode format? We just come up with awards every week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the weekly Rajis. The
4: weekly Rajis. Yeah, we're like next we're gonna season. be like the FedEx air and ground players, except we're gonna give out fat Rajis.
3: Yo, we kind of started that this year with Pussy Coach of the Week. Can we, we just did, do though? Raji's of the Week? You better Pussy Each Coach of, of, of the Week. Yeah, next season, next season, we will do a Raji. Each of us will pick a Raji every week. All right, do it.
4: I like that idea. Uh, FedEx Air and Ground, Raji of the Week. Sponsored by UPS. This this is interesting. This is an interesting... uh, The FedEx
0: FedEx Air and Ground Player of the Week, sponsored by USPS.
3: Yes. All right. This one's uh, is anticlimactic, because you already know which one's going to win. But I do want to, like, pay special attention to throws not made by Patrick Mahomes. This is the uh, best throw of the year sponsored by MV Pat. <laughs> he, <laughs> <laughs> he sponsored it, so he's going to win it.
2: Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, your fucking awards are dangerously corrupt, Matt Dustman. Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. I'm oh, calling you out. I was paid off. <laughs> uh our first nomination goes to Baker Mayfield Week 14 at the Panthers. 51-yard touchdown to Jarvis Landry on 3rd I was third hoping for the meme
2: that this was going to be four different throws by
3: Pat Mahomes. I, was, I thought you guys would yell at me. I had four throws by <laughs> Pat Mahomes. I know! So you're so funny. You
4: if you're playing the Fad Pod drinking game, you finish your drink when Matt starts talking about the Chiefs. So. <laughs> I,
3: th- I thought you guys would like yell at me if I picked not only Pat Mahomes there throws. Are, there
4: are two from him that i would nominate
3: the left-handed the left hand the...
4: the left-handed one and then the one the no look one oh the no look would be the two that i'd nominate the other two the one bakers would be one uh russell wilson's throw against the chiefs oh that's on here that was that one, the I, one I, Tyler I, I'm, Lockett. Cut, I'm cutting into your yeah, yeah. No,
3: no that's fine no it's, you're predicting go for it and then the the
4: not the one to randall cobb but the the deep one that rogers threw week one when he came back in
3: like, he, when he was hobbled? Where
4: he was all, when he had I to throw liked, it on one leg. Yeah. I
3: liked that one, but because it was week one and the Packers didn't, like, do anything in the season, I didn't put him in a nomination.
4: You know what you know would be an honorable mention, though? I'm glad you brought this one up. You know what would be an honorable mention? Uh, Mitch Trubisky's throw against the Patriots. Oh,
3: the, oh, almost, the, Hail the yeah. almost Hail Mary? The almost Hail Mary. The Fail Mary. Yeah, the fail Kevin Mary. White
4: caught it at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Cause in, like, Trubisky had to, like, throw it up over a defender because he was in his face. That would be an honorable mention. Oh, but yeah. Pat definitely has two, the 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 left-handed throw and then the, the no-look one. And then there was the other one where he almost, like, threw it underhanded. That would be the other one.
3: See, would... those ones were all great, and they were in the nominations. But the one that you missed that is the nomination here and my winner, the fourth and nine play against the Ravens with under two minutes to go where he rolls outside, Oh yeah. Okay, sees yeah. Tyreek, and heaves it across his body and gets it to Tyreek yeah. and sets up the overtime for the win. So that, that that is, a, you know, that is the winner.
4: What were the other nominations? The
3: other nominations, uh, you mentioned the one, Russell Wilson's deep shot to Tyler Lockett against the Chiefs with three minutes to go to help seal the victory because a couple plays later it was another amazing pl- pass and one-handed catch by Doug Baldwin for a touchdown to go up by 10. And then, Brady's throw to Gronk in the Super Bowl uh, to set up the only red zone play. That, yeah. like when you watch the field view cam of that shot, the way Brady threw that, and I was mass. That was the best throw I've seen from Brady probably this year. Yeah,
4: there were a lot of good ones this year. There were a lot of really good. Uh, just like I don't know. I don't think quarterbacks get enough credit. Sometimes quarterbacks get a lot of credit. I'm talking about for those like individual like those types of throws. Right. I think a lot of credit goes to like, Oh my God, what a catch. Like, no, like,
3: yeah, no, that's the, yeah. but yeah, the, 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 my favorite or the envy Pat's favorite <laughs> sponsored by him. Cause he paid for it was the fourth and nine against the Ravens. Cause that was a big playoff and w- one seat clinching throw.
4: I think the reason why I would pick the no look one is because that's almost kind of become like his Odell one-handed catch.
3: That's what everyone talks about. Like,
4: that's his like, like everybody his talk- trademark thing is going to be well, that he could throw the ball without about, looking.
3: Everybody talked about his no-look throw, like, coming into the league. And Well, he doesn't practice. He'll never do it in a game. And then he actually did it in a game.
4: Like, when he explained it to Peter King in that video, and Peter King just looks at him like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, I, don't know, I don't know. But, no, I, I, I can agree that that throw to Tyreek was like, that also was the throw that he had that frustrated me the most. Because that's the one that should never happen. <laughs> like that that play should never happen at the professional level of football that should not happen like so that was the one that frustrated me the most but anyway
3: so yeah okay I, again thank you for sponsoring yeah you mentioned all the other pat throws that I was gonna put in mm-hmm. the nominations but no, okay, so nice. I guess I got to do it anyway yeah, ha
4: my fault um my next award is the ooch Ow my wallet award <laughs> and it goes to the Minnesota Vikings for uh, giving Kirk Cousins all of the money ever and winning none of the playoff games ever and also winning none of the big games ever and also never delivering when they absolutely need him to ever but also giving him the most money ever. So, um, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings, you you are uh, – I don't know who if you can give it to – What was the joke we made about uh, the coach from Minnesota that he – Hits Pat Shermer over the head with a, <laughs> with a brick every night. <laughs> yeah. Mike Zimmer. Yeah. He breaks into Pat Shermer's house and he hits him over the head with a brick.
3: Just cold cocks that, him right now. Sick eye. fad pod lore.
4: So that's a that's a a shout out to and we'll my la, I won't spoil it, but my last award has a lot of things rolled into one another. But like the the Minnesota Vikings, uh Matt, Matt was one of the ones that was like, Nope, not a good idea. Whereas I was like, Man, they're gonna win like 12
3: games. Yeah, I know. I told you.
4: So, Man, Kirk Cousins, though. Congratulations, Minnesota. Ooch, ow my wallet.
3: Kirk Cousins about to win two Rajis.
4: Ooh.
0: The real MVP award goes to Drew Brees. God damn it, man. <laughs> for always doing more than expected just to have the goalpost moved.
3: <laughs> uh, it's okay. He can have a Raji.
2: It's the next best thing, in my opinion. <laughs> it's the best thing. What are you talking about? It is the best thing. In a couple years,
3: we like, sucks. the biggest. We Everyone's like going to want is. the Rajis.
4: We're Everyone's cooler than the NFL Honors. When we're, we're, when we're doing our show at 1 a.m. on NFL Network and no one's watching.
2: As a, so for my next one, is the follow-up to the biggest meme award, I have the biggest dream award. <laughs> okay.
0: Don't let your memes be dreams. <laughs> right.
2: But the biggest dream award goes to the very concept of a Saints cheap Super Bowl and the effects it would have on the podcast.
4: Oh man! Honestly, I'm not. I'm not messing around with this. Had that actually happened, I honestly think yep. our best course of action would have been to me and Justin not show up, and just have Corey and Matt literally just scream at each other <laughs> for an hour and a half. Like that would have been. That would have been it. Like Justin would have came down, started it, and him and I would have like walked upstairs and like played Smash. No, I'm, I'm really
2: pissed at the refs and the Patriots. For robbing us from good content. Can I
4: just say something really funny? I I brought up my brother last episode. Um, My brother and I work together uh, at a Sam's Club, and he works in electronics. And ever since the Super Bowl, every single day, my brother works Monday through Friday, every single day on the TV that they have Madden, he has... walked over to it, and started a computer matchup between the Chiefs and the Saints. (laughs) And when it ends, he starts it over again. (laughs) Every single day. If you go into Sam's at any point, you will see that game being played. And my brother just constantly replays it over and over again. So, it was pretty funny.
3: I love it. I'm a fan.
4: And sometimes you walk by. Like, the one time I walked by, and it was like Chiefs 47, the Saints like 13. And then, like, a couple hours later, I walked by again, and it was the same score, but opposite. (laughs) And I was like... I could actually see both of those outcomes. (laughs) (laughs) So it was pretty funny.
3: All right. It is my last award. Okay. We have...
4: I like... Can I just say this? I like how our first award was, like, just impersonal and really funny. And then ever since then, all of our, like, awards have been, like, deeply, (laughs) like, (laughs) affected by our biases. Oh, of course. Because my next one's about to be, so... (laughs) this
3: This one, yeah. The biggest bust sponsored by Planter's Nuts.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh, no. Shut <laughs> up a
0: bitch. Oh, my God. I'm
3: glad you guys thought that quick, was funny. Quick aside. <laughs>
0: We're getting a new machine at work and the one lady was talking about, it's like a change machine and she's like, she was talking and it's like, it's going to be hard for us to pull out all this, you know, that <laughs> stuff. And I said, that's my dad's problem.
2: He had trouble. Pulling <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I could throw one extra one in here to make up for you only having four. Yeah, it's fine. I can do that because my last one's a, uh, an actual joke, and I'm gonna close out the show with it. Okay, yeah, sure. So,
3: oh, if you have an extra
4: one, then yeah, do it. Just we'll
3: so. close out
2: like the award show with it. Oh, close out the award right. show, right?
3: All right, the biggest bust, sponsored by Planners Nuts. <laughs> we have the Carolina Panthers losing their last seven games. <laughs> Woo! We have Jimmy Graham. Still sleeping. (laughs) Still sleeping, man. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That was the worst thing that I went the hardest on. This on this offseason. There's gonna be a joke about me in here. That's the biggest miss I think I've ever made in my life.
3: Alex Smith's leg.
2: Oh (laughs) Oh, man.
3: No (laughs) The Redskins were winning the division until he broke his leg, you know? They were. There's a double bust. And then Kirk Cousins.
4: Well, I wonder who this is going to be. That's why
3: I said Kirk Cousins is getting two Rajis.
0: The first multi-Raji. The
3: first multi-Raji and the first inaugural Raji. That's a feat. Right. It's never been done before. It's
2: never been done before. Kirk
3: Cousins being paid $84 million and can't win a big game. 4-25 and all-time against teams with winning records. The Vikings were Super Bowl or bust this year. And, well, bust. That's
4: right. They got him for two more years, though, for a f- fully guaranteed contract. Mm. So they won't be able to sign anybody. Right. So that'll be good. Meanwhile, the Packers and the Bears will actually compete for the division. Um, my next award is the SHUT THE HELL UP! award. And uh, that goes to uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, throughout the course of the season, obviously, Le'Veon Bell was been going on Twitter and talking about the Steelers and... Uh, the whole offseason was plagued with his contract controversy. Uh, so the Steelers responded by inserting James Conner, who was about as good. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, Bell was seen talking about the Rams and Todd Gurley and about how they fully gar- they gave Todd Gurley all that guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Rams didn't use him in the Super Bowl. And now they're talking about potentially trading him. So, uh, Le'Veon, can you just shut up? Like, it just proves more and more that a lot of players lack the awareness of how the NFL works. And the reason why the Rams can give him all that money is because Jared Goff's making $7 million a year. I'm going to repeat that. Jared Goff's making $7 million a year. And he's, then they just didn't use Todd Gurley in the Super Bowl. And he's about to make, like, I don't know, right? So $20 did, million more than that? Yeah. Two years? So, uh, yeah. Todd Gurley got all that money and then got to watch the Super Bowl from the sidelines. So, congrats on making your money and getting absolutely embarrassed in the Super Bowl. So, anyway. He didn't even play. He barely played. Yeah, that's so. the
2: thing. did you not know, you think he was given a chance?
4: Good, ahead, Corey.
0: Uh, okay, so the worst people of the year award goes to offici- <laughs> oh, the, <damn> it! <laughs> the officiating crew from the Saints-Rams <laughs> game for making everyone sit through a 13-3 to snooze fest of a Super Bowl.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, fair you, enough. I see where that's going. I see where, I see the direction that one took.
2: My next award is the uh is the where the fuck am I award.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: goes to Adrian Peterson for being on his 18th team in 4 years. <laughs> oh man. No, that it goes really to good. it goes to the person who uh basically it, uh, multiple times every week has to get up and wonder where they fuck they are, and that's the Sean Watson because he gets continuously
4: <laughs> killed. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> yeah. I understand. Most okay. sacked,
2: most sacked quarterback in the NFL. I
0: can't wait for them to go defense this year in the draft. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Me too. I I sincerely wonder how he still throws pretty good footballs after uh, dying about four
4: times a week.
0: Well, he has a he has a receiver with a catch radius of. 12,000
4: right <laughs> yeah yeah the catch radius of what side of the field is he on that's his catch radius so what's your uh oh wait that was it the
0: shot oh, wasn't no was was okay. yeah. award yeah, yeah no done. nominations no
4: nominations all right it. that's so, who it went to um my last award um is a conglomerate of a bunch of things. But it's, the award is called We Tried to Tell You Award.
3: <laughs> we Tried
4: to Tell and You. And it goes to the Fad Pod Boys. Yeah, we got a
3: Raji. Yeah. I'd like to thank us. Um,
4: so just going down the list of things, um, uh, all of us pretty much simultaneously being right about the Falcons, not doing well. Uh, Damn, we're good. Yeah. Um, Corey being correct about the Texans being a sham and a product of their soft schedule as opposed to actually being a good team.
3: Damn, Corey's good.
4: Um, Matt for at some point, go back and watch the episodes. I don't remember when he said it, but he probably said something about Pat Mahomes winning the MVP after like one game.
3: Damn, I'm good.
4: Um, and he was right. Um,
3: I, I really, I don't even think he played a game before. Matt said so. he was going to be MVP. Dude, I've been carrying his fantasy sticker in my wallet yeah. for over two years now.
4: I don't know. I really tried to, like, not write. Maybe it's just because it's me. But, like, I thought of, like, a couple that were like, oh, man. Like, I remember I was right about the Cowboys winning the NFC East. I was right about the Bears. Um, but then I remembered that I also – Put the Jaguars at number one in our power rankings, and, and I went hard on on. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Justin went hard on it's Jimmy okay. Graham, but then I also oh, not, on show, not on this show, not on this show, but on my other show, I correctly predicted to the week of when Lamar Jackson would take over for the Baltimore Ravens.
3: You did actually; that was really cool.
4: Um, so like, yeah, like there were a lot of stuff this year that we got. Uh, we tried to tell all of you, and none of you listened, and you all laughed at us. But, um, yeah, so the Fad Pod Boys, we all get an award. That's what's up. We I don't... can't
3: wait to start a, a trophy shelf when we win a Raji every year. Let <laughs> we crank
4: we it We're going to win that award every single year.
3: In about, like,
0: three years, we're going to have our Raji awards, and literally all of our awards are going to go to us.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I really can't tell you this. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest when I, when we first came up with the idea. Oh, and the other thing that the other thing that I wanted to mention about the thing that I said was, uh, how I was correct that the AFC triangle between the chief Steelers and Patriots had not been eradicated, but simply reversed. I did say that. Yeah. And you were right. And, uh, yeah, whatever, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I actually thought about like making all of my awards, Like, just for us. Like, I was going to get one for Justin and one for Corey and one for Matt and then one for myself. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I just, that's why it's a conglomerate of a whole bunch of things. Mm. I was like, my last award was just all of us for all the things we were right about. So. Okay.
0: I have the Pussy Head Coach of the Year Award.
4: Yeah! Corey started the trend. So it's only fitting that Corey dishes out this award.
0: It's going to Hugh Jackson for not taking the Baker dive sooner.
3: All right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, Hugh Jackson, you won something.
0: Come on down. Also, you said the thing about your uh the sticker in your wallet.
4: Mhm. What is this? <laughs> he's got the Jared oh, Goff, he's got the Jared Jared right. Goff Holy shit! <laughs> you do. I was
0: right. Four thousand five hundred yards and thirty plus touchdowns. No Super Bowl, but it's no
4: because <laughs> you didn't
3: deserve it. No, yeah, you didn't. You weren't supposed to be there.
4: All right, so, um, this is kind of a follow up on our Super Bowl reaction episode. Um, I don't know if any of you guys had something else you wanted to talk about because I'm about to read like a really long Twitter thread. Oh, How I have
2: the, a, I have two more awards. Oh yeah, about. yeah,
4: do your two awards. Yeah, because
2: I'm, I'm my last one and then a little little extra one I threw in here. Right. Okay, um. Yeah. So my final award is the most prestigious award that Jubby can give out every year. It's called the Best Boy Award. I wonder who's going to win. And Who's the best boy? The best boy in the NFL. The boy who was just the best, right? And, and it's the first year of doing it, but in, in a completely unprecedented... <laughs> manner there's, oh, a tie. Okay. <laughs> there's a tie oh okay i tie. couldn't believe it there's a tie <laughs> i can't believe i crunched it. all the numbers i did everything i could <laughs> <laughs> <And> every time <laughs> it just turned into a tie and i didn't know what to do
4: we ran out of tie breaking scenarios I, it, they all matched up and right. it's between <laughs> i flipped a
0: coin it landed on the side
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing i could do
2: literally nothing. and so it goes to both Quentin Nelson, and Juju Smith-Schuster for All the right. Best Boy of the Year Award. All right, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. we we'll will take, take that. Yeah. And finally, the final award for the Fat Rogies is the best podcast featuring a professional sports broadcaster, a number one Chiefs fan, and a man with an ASMR voice. It's football after dark. Give a round of applause, everybody. Yay! Yay. We, got our,
0: we got two Rogies. We got two Rajis. We tied Kirk. We tied
4: Kirk, yeah. yeah! By the way... I mean, we're always going to win that award. Every year, yeah. So, yeah. That's the plan. Nobody can beat
3: us. <laughs> no that's beat why us. we're the best. All
4: right. So, I apologize for how long this is going to take. Um, but th- I read this thread, unfortunately, after we recorded our Super Bowl reaction episode. And uh, obviously, we talked a lot about why the Patriots won, why the Rams lost, and all that type of stuff. So, this is a Twitter thread... Uh by Warren Sharp. Uh he is uh he works for Sharp Football An- uh, sharpfootballanalysis.com and uh Sharp Football and Uh predictive NFL analytics analytics and visual visualized data. Um he works for, I think he's affiliated with Fox. So if you want to go follow him, you can Warren Sharp. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. Um his ad is Sharp Football. So uh I'm assuming what ended up happening is the Super Bowl happened and then Warren watched the film breakdown
3: right, of okay. the Super Bowl.
4: So, this is uh, his Twitter thread. Again, this is going to get kind of long, but uh, it just I, it's <coughs> fascinating. Um, the Super Bowl was lost before the game started. Belichick's game plan modified his defense to counter L.A.'s strengths, more zone. McVay didn't adjust his offense to attack... Uh, New England's weaknesses it was frustrating to watch but even more devastating to review the film and analyze heading into the game we knew the Patriots were great in capital letters great defending 11 personnel passes the Rams throw the most 11 personnel passes 11 personnel is one tight end one running back but we also knew the Rams were actually more efficient passing from uh, 12 personnel which is one running back two tight ends Right, yeah. One tight end one one running back, two tight ends. The Patriots ranked three number three against eleven personnel and twenty-six against twelve personnel. So just keep those two numbers in mind. So what did the Rams do to account for this? Thirty-six dropbacks from eleven or from one one, only six from twelve, only one pass from twelve before four thirty left in the third quarter. Would more twelve have worked? Compare the efficiency on attempts from both groupings. Uh, On the 11 personnel, there were 5.6 yards per attempt and 29% success rate. On the 6 passes they threw from 12 personnel, 8.8 yards per attempt and 60% efficiency. Unbelievable. A big story in the game was the pressure the Patriots were getting on Goff. That was largely because the Rams continued to pass from 11 personnel. It is truly remarkable that the first time they passed from 12 with both tight ends blocking was 342 left in the third quarter. Touchdown. Hmm. But that was the, the dropped touchdown from, uh, what's it called, from Brandon Cooks.
3: Right. The Rams used
4: 12 personnel with both tight ends blocking only three times the entire game. This should have been touchdown on first down, a 16-yard completion on first down, and a 9-yard completion on first down. The only three times they did it. The Rams seemingly didn't care that the Patriots were significantly better defending 11 personnel, McVeigh thought they could win by, quote, doing what we do, unquote, and out-executing. The Patriots, on the other hand, modified their entire strategy to capitalize on the Rams' weaknesses. Uh, He follows it up with this little excerpt of an interview after the Super Bowl was over with Devin McCurdy, McCurdy, and it says, Patriots players knew to expect two weeks of intensive study. Belichick does not use a set system. He has a basic set of fundamental tenets, but he alters strategy weekly based on his opponent's features and flaws. We switch every week, Patriots safety, Devin McCourty said in the locker room. We don't just do something because it's what we do. Which has been the thing I've praised forever. That the Patriots, the reason why they're so good is because they don't adhere to a system. Chameleons. They're chameleons. Mm -hmm. They they make the effort to say, we're going to do something different every week. They don't just apply the same rules every week. Anyway, Warren Mm -hmm. goes on. The flaw in failing to attack more from 12 personnel likely cost the Rams the game. But there were other problems with the Rams' offensive game plan. The Rams needed to target running backs in the passing game. The Patriots ranked top 10 in yards per attempt success versus wide receivers and tight ends. Much worse against running backs. Now, granted, C.J. Anderson isn't much of a pass-catching running oh, back. Oh, you just talk early. How? Well, yeah, that's true. But however, if you remember in the Super Bowl, C.J. Anderson had like two or three catches that went for like nine yards, right? So it was working. Los Angeles didn't have a single target to a non-wide receiver in the first half. Not one. Not to a tight end, not to a running back. LA threw just one early down target to Todd Gurley all game. And it was in the fourth quarter. LA threw three early down targets to CJ Anderson, but not until the 430 mark left in the third quarter. A critical positional matchup edge wasn't explored. Another huge element of this game was play action. The Rams absolutely needed to use play action early and often. Goff was significantly better with play action. Actually, that Telecast brought that up numerous times. Yep. Of how good he is on play action. And most importantly, the Patriots customarily do not get to the quarterback as much when the offense uses play action. LA used play action on 35% of dropbacks. Uh, They thought they should use that. Wait. They thought they should up that percentage. Right. Or I thought they should up that percentage. They used it on 24% in the Super Bowl. So less than what they did average per Mm -hmm. game, uh, 17% from 11 personnel. So not only are they running a personnel set that the Patriots are excellent against, they're not even using the type of play that garners them individually the most success. Their results were no play action, 5.3 yards per attempt, 33% success, three sacks, and an interception. When they use play action, 7.2 yards per attempt, 50% success rate, no sacks, no interceptions. Mm -hmm. Looking at only early downs from both 11 and 12 personnel, here are the play action splits. Oh, God. No play action, 38% success. 6.5 yards per attempt, two sacks, one interception. With play action, 56% success, 7.6 yards per attempt. I've heard the Patriots took away play action. That would, mean that, that would mean using play action in the second half didn't work anymore. But actually, second half only, all downs, it was better. Hmm. What about tempo? This was a big question before the game. How often did, would the Rams go fast? We know the New England defense called two plays and switched late in the play clock, which was the adjustment they made, right? We mm-hmm. talked about that. Why didn't McVay go fast to combat this? Remember... New England didn't face as many fast offenses this year, and L.A. was number one in pace. Uh, here's a look at the seconds remaining on the play clock when the Rams snapped the ball, ignoring plays out of timeouts. Uh, 18 plays snapped inside of five seconds on the play clock, 1.4 yards per play, plus the interception. Right. Five plays snapped with one second, 0. 0.2 yards per play. <laughs> Played right into New England's hands. Mm-hmm. LA also needed to ensure they weren't losing efficiency by calling suboptimal run plays. The Patriots voluntarily, of uh, the Patriots' vulnerability to runs from eleven personnel was something I discussed last season and was still an issue this year. Pre-game, my thoughts on how LA should optimize. He goes into like whatever. I'm not going to read that. Um, on early downs, seven, 17 of eighteen runs were on early downs, which is insane to me. Yeah, like you trail the entire time and. You ran the ball 18 times and 17 of them were on first down. And you're down the majority of the game. The Rams used 11 personnel on 59% of run attempts. LA used 11 personnel to run on 82% of run attempts, yards per down. Biggest game of the year, despite the need to run from 11, LA ran from 12 at their second highest rate of the year. So basically the Rams just completely went against everything they had been doing the entire U2 success, which in reality, had they just done that, they would have been successful. There was a difference between game plan and adjustments. Belichick did both. The Rams should have game planned more for 12 personnel passes. They didn't. But after seeing the offensive line struggle versus just four and five man rushes, why didn't LA adjust and use 12 much earlier for the extra blocking? This should not take anything away from the New England defense. But there, were, there was a major opportunity missed by Los Angeles in creating their game plan and adapting in-game. Passing from 12 personnel worked. Play action worked. Tempo worked. Running from 11 personnel worked. But all were underutilized. Belichick's game plan reminded me of this. When Napoleon was asked about what principles of war he followed, he replied that he followed none. His genius was his ability to respond to circumstances. He was a supreme opportunist. If that is not an indictment on Sean McVeigh, Yeah, I know. Like, he like I read that totally
3: outthought himself. I
4: read that yeah. I read that and I was like, Holy shit. Like,
3: holy shit. Like the Patriots literally were like His bravado and ego he getting built up right. the last two years. And how thinking he was tough shit.
4: And how much respect
3: not that he's not good. Not right, I'm going no, say,
4: how much respect are the Patriots – because remember how they were saying, oh, the Patriots take away your best option. The Rams' offense was so dynamic that instead what the Patriots decided to do was like, we can't take away one guy. We have to take away a formation. We have to take away three receiver sets, basically. Mm-hmm. They couldn't just dial in on one guy because it wouldn't have worked. So literally what the Patriots did was like, okay – we're just going to sell out to stop one type of formation, whatever it is. And the second the Rams would get off of that formation, they were immediate. It's shocking how much more successful they were. Huh. But, Bella, but McVay just didn't keep doing it. The Patriots had no answer. They literally had no answer to the up-tempo. It worked. Play-action worked. Running plays from twelve personnel versus eleven worked. When they had to run the ball, running the ball on eleven personnel versus twelve worked. They just didn't do any of it.
3: You think like part of that was mind gamed by Bill Belichick? Because how much did you like? How, how did Bill know that McVay was going to do that?
4: I don't think Bill knew. I think, and I think that's the end part of it is that like Belichick doesn't. Have a a lot of people's like oh Belichick has a system no no not no, a system it's it's just based on like circumstances but like when the Rams switched things up was when they were the most successful well Belichick had to have known that okay obviously at some point he probably thought okay at some point he's gonna wise up and like not do this, right? Mm-hmm. At some point they're going to switch up to like 12 personnel. At some point they're going to go up tempo. At some point they're going to run play action. And like when the Rams did, it was still the the Patriots couldn't do anything about it, right? They were vastly more successful in a lot of those I know I just bombarded all of you with a lot of statistics, but like pretty much the basis is that every single thing that the Rams needed to do to get back into that football game, they did, but not enough. And the Rams just ultimately – it ultimately came down to, like, what that one guy says. is like the Rams just thought they could do what we do and beat them by out-executing, which is the single most frustrating – was it you? That was, like, the most frustrating thing for a coach is, like, oh, we just didn't execute.
0: I didn't say that. Um, I don't know.
4: We, we just didn't execute. Just didn't execute. No, you didn't adapt Yeah, no. what you did. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah.
4: Like, there's such a pride issue with coaches – Where if something that you've been working on isn't working, there's, for some reason, coaches just can't say, okay, scrap that, we gotta do something else. It's, no, we gotta make this work. We have to make this work. The Steelers do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I see it. It happens all the time. The Steelers just have this mentality, we're gonna do the same thing all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I think part of the reason why, uh, because a lot of people were comparing, like, oh, man, look what they did to the Rams. And then look what they did to the chiefs and you look at what they did in the first quarter and the numbers are almost identical, right? Right. But then you look at the difference in the second half. The problem is, and we talked about it on the show last week. And the reason why I wanted to read that whole thing was that because the Rams have a system, right? They have a system. We do what we do, right? Mm -hmm. You can maintain that level of efficiency, shutting them down. The Chiefs don't do that. The Chiefs, at the second half, were like, fuck it, Pat, go do stuff. And what happened? The Patriots couldn't stop them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane to me that teams don't figure this out. (laughs) And that's what's so frustrating is, like, the Patriots can't actually stop everything you're doing. That's physically impossible. So when whatever it is you are doing isn't working,
3: do
4: something else.
3: And Sean McVay was just like, Nah, nah, fam, nah. we got it on lock.
0: Yeah, you know I hate how much I hate bringing it up, but look at the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl, and they were Nick Foles was just like, Hey, let's do this play that I just thought of that I did in high school, and yeah. everybody was like, Okay,
4: right. Like, and and the other thing, like again, going back to the, the Super Bowl against the Eagles, early portion of that game. Steph, uh, Stephon Gilmore, right? Mm-hmm. He's covering who early in that game? Alshon Jeffrey, right? Mm-hmm. So who'd they throw the ball to? Nelson Aguilar. Yep. Over and over and over and over and over again. Until what happened? The Patriots were like, move Stephon Gilmore over to Nelson Aguilar. Then who'd they throw the ball to? Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. Over and over and over and over again. Do, s- adapt. Like, do something different. Like, for God's sakes, like the Chiefs sh- should have won that football game. Because at halftime, Andy Reid doesn't have the ego to say, we schemed for this. This is what we're going to do. This is this. This is that.
3: No, they just. Well, they have an answer for that, so let's do this.
4: Right. They were like, okay, this isn't working. Let's just do something different. Let's just have Pat go out there and freelance. Because you literally can't defend that. The Patriots do not have the talent on defense to defend that. They do not have it. The only teams that have that talent are the teams like Baltimore. Baltimore has the talent. Like, Jacksonville, when they're motivated, has the talent on defense. <laughs> like, like, the Patriots don't, which is exactly why in the second half of that game, the Chiefs, it looked like an entirely different football team. Mm-hmm. So, like, this whole, because I remember, and the reason another reason why I'm bringing this up, is because we talked a lot about okay, is that super? Is the loss to the Rams more on Goff, or is it more on McVay? Is it on, the – like an original? We I think we were all kind of split on like, well, Goff played terrible. You expect your quarterback to play better, you know, this that the other. Oh, Sean McVay, in his first Super Bowl, like what he, and we. I think now, after hearing it broken down like that, dude, Sean McVay choked. Sean McVay choked big time, like, so badly that, like, that's insane. Like, he lost his team that football game.
3: Yeah, no, I agree with you. He 100%
4: lost his team that game because literally written out there is like, this is what was working, and you didn't do it. You didn't do it. And you trailed that entire football game. You had more than enough. You had an extended halftime. You had double the amount of halftime that you usually have. To make adjustments and you didn't
0: um i'm not big on football history the when brady played the rams in the super bowl the first time they won right yes because he was playing kurt warner who is notoriously a system quarterback on not saying that he couldn't play outside the system but the all greatest right. show on turf was the system
4: right yes. yeah, yeah it was it was him and marshall falk had his role and tory holt and isaac, isaac bruce, role, bruce and-, and isaac bruce they all had their distinct thing that they did
0: and everything came it, it was so much of a system everything came down to timing like yes at like three seconds i'm gonna throw you this ball here and that's you have to be there right so that's that's, like that's, that was the first Super Bowl they won, right? Or no, that was the right.
4: No, that was the first Super Bowl they won. Yeah, that was the yeah. first one they won. Yeah. So
0: that's, I don't know, that's weird to me. Not weird, but like, the Patriots have been doing the same thing forever. Basically, it's just taking apart systems. Yeah. Uh, they lost to the Giants, who you know had a helmet catch, unplanned helmet catch, just Eli. Doing Eli things.
4: The the second Super Bowl they lost was another Eli Manning thing. Right. Just a but crazy throw the, and the, the, catch. The, yeah, to Mario Manningham on the sideline. They
3: almost, they should have lost to the Seahawks. You, the biggest plays you would never remember. The gigantic one-handed off the helmet almost catch it. They had to set up the not Marshawn Lynch run.
4: Yeah, the, we talked, actually, it's so funny you mentioned that. We brought that, when we were leaving after recording the last episode. Corey said that he's like, who was the guy that caught that? The pinball
0: curse was yeah, it? Curse. Was curse. Yeah,
4: Jemaine it curse was Jermaine. Jermaine curse caught that pinball crazy catch.
0: Everything off, or it yeah, went like, off like, like every part the of the his mic up, yeah. each when you limb.
3: Listen to the mic'd up parts of that game. You hear like Patriots plays Not again. Are you serious? Yeah. So like, but the ways just, they lose their games are craziness. That
0: was, but that's you know, outside of that last play, it was Russell. Russell Wilson can do like whatever he wants if he doesn't like the play he'll run you know
4: it's believe it or not it's the the general like stereotype of the patriots is that the patriots have a system and that the way you beat the system is that you have to like play perfectly and out execute them when in reality they don't really have a system they just kind of free ball based on what you do so if you, in turn, do things that you normally wouldn't do you give, and you be unpredictable, you give the Patriots a tough time. Which, if you go back and look at all the teams that have historically, like, beat them, are teams that don't really have a, a, a finite system. Right. Like, the team that probably should have beat them this year, but didn't, were the Bears. The Bears have a very gimmicky like, unpredictable style of offense that you can't really game plan for. Right. The Bears probably should have won that game. It was just... The Patriots had two return touchdowns. The Patriots had a fumble return touchdown and a kickoff return touchdown, which I think are, I think we talked about them, are kind of fluky. Oh, yeah, they're fluky. They're kind of fluky. Like, Bears should have waxed them. Like, right. the Bears should have beat them by probably two scores. Like, the Titans this year who were probably the most unpredictable team offensively ever because there were games where they'd do nothing, and then games where, like, Marcus Mariota would run for, like, 200 yards and Derrick Henry would be a player, (laughs) you know? I mean, they give him the ball. Yeah, like, they give him the ball. Like, the Lions this year, we had absolutely no idea, like, what type of team the Lions were.
0: I guess uh, I got this since my team's a Patriot – or not my team, but, you know, one of my teams I'm covering this offseason is the Patriots – Uh, Bill Belichick said that like he basically said like yeah I looked at what uh Matt Patricia did against the Rams in the when the Lions played the Rams and that's kind of (laughs) like pretty much what I did yeah
4: (laughs) exactly or like what the Bears did right I I said that in our group chat was like the Bears didn't do anything complex it wasn't anything like crazy they didn't like disguise anything they just came downhill and you know i just think like that whole thing that entire thread that i read from uh warren sharp was just pretty much just like the way you beat the patriots is just do what they do which is don't really just have a very loose plan and just adapt constantly like whatever's working in the moment do it and do it until it doesn't work like remember what matt said last week why why teams don't do that more often run the same play over and over again until it stop until they stop it. Mm-hmm. That works in it it's funny that like oh it works in Madden it works it, it doesn't work in real life. No, it does. Yeah, it does. It you does work it in, in real Super Bowl.
3: life.
4: Do the same thing until they can't do it in, until they stop you. Literally that's how you beat them and coaches and players are so stubborn and so prideful that they don't want to do that. Now, granted, there's a whole lot of other things with the Patriots. I'm, I'm sweeping a lot of things under the rug. Well, yeah, but... Like, they're still very smart. They still...
3: They do their job. They do
4: their job. They're not... They're very football savvy. They don't beat themselves. Rarely. Um, So, like, I'm sweeping a lot of things under the rug. But, man, is that... The more you analyze that Super Bowl... Damn, does Sean McVay look bad. Like, I'm not saying he's... Like, I'm not saying he's... Bad coach. He's a great coach. I would kill to have him as my head coach right now. But in that moment... Like, you said it. I was like... After the game was over, he... What it was he said? He was numb after the game. And you said he looked like that the entire game. Because he just didn't know... Like, what to do. And he was just incensed with this idea that... We're going to make this... We're going to make this way work. And it just... I don't know. It just didn't work. Like I remember 2 years ago in the Jesse James game uh the Steelers all year long had never played man-to-man defense. I remember that going into that game. So the Steelers literally came out and played nothing but man-to-man defense the entire game. And like it was hilarious because like the, it worked. For a while. Mm-hmm. And people, and people were like, wow, like, this, okay, this works. Like, do something you're not normally used to doing. Well, then the Patriots adapted to it, and they were like, okay, well, this is a style of defense. They're not used to running. So let's run. Like your slants. Let's and run your... your slants and your seam routes with Gronk. Yep. Because they're playing man-to-man. Whoever's lining up man-to-man on Gronk is not a good matchup. No. So it worked for a while and the Steelers had a lead and the Steelers were playing well and then the Patriots adapted and the Steelers didn't (laughs) like so it's called it's like this thing like oh yeah we made up we made our adjustment we're gonna and then you don't continue to do it which is why another thing that we brought up last week was like I'm talking a lot. I apologize.
3: No, Holy it's, shit. No, this is fine. This um, is a really good segment. I got to, like, leave, though, so you keep talking.
4: Oh, yeah. Um. But another thing we said was that that whole game plan by Belichick would not have worked against Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Wouldn't have worked. Because they've seen too much. And they've done too much. And, and Brees is able to generate offense from the line of scrimmage, where Goff can't.
0: I feel... This might be a little bit cliche, but I feel like a lot of these younger head coaches are looking at the future, like, seeing, like, this stuff and, like, looking at the future. And the reason why, like, Bill Belichick is so good is because he he's a historian. He keeps looking at the past. He's like, all right, like, he he knows what's happened because he learns from history, basically.
4: What has worked. Right. Like, and what works against the things that other people are trying to do. Right. Because I think Sean McVay still takes a lot of things right, from the past. Right, but he's you know? still,
0: like, this is my, he's still, like, he has that bravado about him, like, this is my system, this is going to work, this is the mm-hmm. fe- Like people keep whispering in his ears, like, you know, not even whispering, screaming in his ears, like, McVeigh the future of the NFL and everything. So he's like, this is my system, it's the future of the NFL, it's going to, you know.
4: Remember at the very beginning of the season, Justin, when I said that, one of the most dangerous things you can do to a young person is tell them how great they are at their job, and oh, how man. I, it, right? Remember when I said that at the beginning of the year? Right, right. And I said like this is happening to Sean McVay. He starts taking in all these people, the Ndamukong Sues and the Marcus Peters and, the, and these outspoken personalities because he thinks I can make anything work.
3: I am leaving for real now, though. I mean, uh, he made it work. He not went to Super cut Bowl. In, just, again, since I'm leaving, I won't be here to at the close of the show. Happy first year, everybody, and a season one. I love you. Love you, too, bud. And I love the listeners. It's been great. And now you can continue talking about why the Patriots are good. I mean,
4: we're probably going to – what time? How long have we been going? Hour and
0: 25.
3: Okay, well,
4: we're nearing the – the apex. The apex of the show where we close and get off the rails.
3: Justin, where can they listen to us from? Thanks, distant
4: um, voice. Nowhere. That's no. It. Nowhere? I just expl- the world has ended. We're done. <laughs> this is it. This is the last episode. <laughs> we were going to do a full season, and then now we're done. Nope, that's it. And we're never going to come back. If a didn't, flash in the pan, it'll never come back.
0: You guys didn't give us enough
4: money. We're, uh, we're the Peyton Hillis. <laughs> A football podcast. No, I was
2: saying that, like, I mean, it it worked. Them signing all those all those outspoken personalities worked to an extent.
4: It was less about. It turned out that it was less about him bringing in the outspoken personalities and his the mac. That was the micro issue. The macro issue was what Corey was saying was that people were screaming in Sean McVay's face that you are the future and you are the best young coach. And by breaking down the film of that Rams offense, you could tell that it was very prideful. They were trying to make something work. They were trying to cram a square peg into a round hole because they thought they were smart enough and they could out-execute. That's not the way the NFL works. No. That's not so the, the way, way Andy football Andy works. that works. No. That's not the way it works.
2: Yeah, and no, I'm no, no, biting them. So it is what it is, I guess. He's still going to be...
4: Is Sean McVay, when his contract's up, going to be the highest-paid coach in the NFL? No. Because John Gruden okay, well, yeah you're, I forgot about John Gruden
0: John Gruden's going to be on a hundred year twenty million dollar contract I, forget, I forgot that twenty John, million per year.
4: I honestly forgot John Gruden's contract existed. I don't even know if that's the highest paid it know. has to be has to be right I think so there's it, no way he's not the highest paid coach with go people people people
0: people' the computer here and let's see what comes out. I don't up, think right? that's uh public info.
4: Well, yeah, no. Coaches' contracts are public, aren't are they? they? I, I mean, know. when it, I mean, it broke that he signed the what was it, ten-year, yeah. hundred million dollar deal. That was it, right? Ten-year, still 100 million. beep booping. Sorry. Highest-paid coach in the NFL. You just type that in in, in uh, the good old Google machine. Why isn't it Bill? <laughs> like I know. There's... I mean, should be Bill.
2: Should be. I mean, then it again, is Bill. He, it's Bill. Bill Belichick is the highest paid coach. Okay, Okay. well, yeah, that makes sense
4: then. He's also simultaneously a general manager. Right. So he kind of gets the... Well, that's what Gruden wants to be, too. No, I mean, Mike Mayock's the GM. You know, don't you read the the news?
0: Fuck Mike (laughs) (laughs) Mayock.
4: No, I agree. I'm not a fan of Mike Mayock. He's a good TV personality, but whenever he analyzes, like, pro football, I get irritated. What
0: What was the big quarterback that he loved that was a bust or he didn't like that was really good
4: oh god I mean well that's a <laughs> open ended question I mean he loves like a lot of people and then hates on a lot of people that ended up being good I I know he was like smitten with Josh Allen he loved Josh Allen and didn't like Lamar at least I don't think he did cause I know like who else was there Mel Kuiper really liked Josh Allen not that I think Josh Allen is bad. I just think Josh Allen needs to stop killing people on his own sideline or attempting to kill them. He needs to learn control. yeah he needs to learn control he's he needs to learn, just learn like touch. <laughs> you know what I mean like finesse. yeah just learn some finesse like and learn to not run so much. I mean it's cool like if you own him in fantasy. Right. Like, if you started him, for some reason, I mean, our league, you in our league, you play week 17, and literally the reason why the guy that won our fantasy league won it was because he started Josh Allen in week 17, which was, I guess it's cool because he's a Bills fan. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you need to chill, man. How exciting is the AFC East going to be in five years when Brady retires? <laughs> in when, five years. When Allen and Darnold are... Kind maybe good, I don't know. And then whoever the Dolphins have
0: in twenty, Kyler Murray. in twenty sixteen, Sean Payton was the highest paid head coach. Interesting. Guess who number eight was? Bill Belichick. No.
4: Who was number eight?
0: Yeah, who was the eighth highest paid coach in the NFL
4: twenty sixteen? Oh, it's gonna be a bad coach.
2: No, it was Pete Carroll
0: eighth highest and oh, eighth highest eighth, hi- eighth highest in 2016
2: oh god let's see if i can pull this up this might be a little hard i don't want to i
0: i know the answer you don't have to look it oh, up oh, okay who chip kelly really yeah. chip Woo! kelly
2: huh <laughs> that's Getting a, that money
4: before that's you're amazing. fired right what the fuck <laughs> for all of you that don't pay attention to college football he was the head coach of ucla this year you know how many games they won Anyway, moving on. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was waiting for you to tell me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, moving on. They didn't win a lot. They won nope games? Do you want to know who the quarterback was the year before he got there? Then again, if you lose like twice, you basically
2: lost every game. So pretty much. much.
4: You know who was the quarterback there before he left? Hmm. Josh Rosen. He's pretty good. Oh. Then Chip Kelly took over. After he left.
2: Oh. So,
4: mm. No. Oh. Mm-mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, <they're> not good. <laughs> wasn't,
4: wasn't good.
2: Hey, it's not good. So... All right, everybody, so thank you all. This is Fat Puzz Season 1. If you missed any episodes, make sure you go back. Open up your handy-dandy podcast app wherever you feel like listening to us. Soon, Spotify, I promise. I'm working on it. Will
4: it will it show my age or our age if I say that when you went to say handy-dandy, I, I, my brain went to notebook? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're old. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Fuck off, old guy! I'm yeah. sorry. Your brother hates you. Oh.
4: that's not true. He does. Oh yeah, you're no, old. old. That's right.
2: Yeah, go and if you missed any episodes from this season, go back and listen to them. I think they're all gems. Open up your podcast thing, go scroll back in our feed, do it. Make sure you rate us five stars. Make sure you subscribe. Go on to the grill. We've, old...
4: we've literally never made a bad episode. No, I don't think so. We we did a
2: couple times. Did we? The Korean jump show was pretty
4: bad. <laughs> it was bad.
2: That was that was the episode where you and Matt left. It was just me and Corey. You
4: know what though? That episode. You know what that episode's for? That episode's like the that ep- that's the episode you like fall asleep to because it's nice and chill.
2: It was very chill. You know that, that it was a very chill episode. That's the
4: ASMR episode <laughs> where you just chill and it, and it just like tingles your brain. You know, there's no screaming and obnoxious laughter from Matt and I. Yeah. So. And
2: then when you're done uh, subscribing, rating us five stars. Go to Twitter, follow us <laughs> Just, at...
4: If you, you better... <laughs> I know you're like, after you're done giving us five stars. Do it.
2: <laughs> open up your handy-dandy Twitter app. Look for at F-A-D-P-O-D. Type that yep. in the search bar. You'll see us there. Follow us there. We talk about a lot of stuff there. We'll be giving out uh, digital versions of our Fat Rajis on there every day for the next, like, what, week or so?
4: Next, go, well, I mean, we have to do one for every award. Right, so there's what? So there was a couple. There's 20 awards,
2: right? So there the next 20. Days. Yeah. That's what I-, I had
4: five. Matt had four. I had six,
2: technically. I mean, yeah. we're gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh make yeah, the, the last one ourselves. was just. There's us. two awards to ourselves. I'm gonna make them out. I don't care. <sighs> all right, fine. I mean,
4: I did give an award to all of us. Right. So. so.
2: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make it out. Don't you worry. All right. And then uh, and I'll be we'll be putting those up every day. We're gonna tweet them at the people that won. <sighs>
4: Please don't. Oh, yeah, we're going to. It's going to be really funny. No, because you're going to tweet mine at Levion and then he's not going to re-sign. <laughs> he's <laughs> not going to re-sign Steelers.
2: anyway. Well, there's a chance. No. He's not re-signing. Just I go, got, give it up. I go got right. really
0: worried when you said you had an a, a award for a Lou, Gehrig, a, Lou Gehrig award. I was like, oh, no. And then it was the good Lou Gehrig. Why was it
4: going to? I think I was going <laughs> to give an award to someone that got diagnosed with a disease that would kill you?
0: You you were saying all week how mean <laughs> yours were, and I was like, oh no. Okay, I guess mean this mean.
4: Okay, well, I guess the the point of the Lugera Award being mean was because I'm just I'm saying Freddie Kitchens was really lucky. Right. It's true. Was the was the was the cold heartedness of the award?
0: But if you have a friend that's saying I'm gonna do something really mean, and then all week, and then. He starts his next sentence off with Lou Gehrig. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: man.
2: oh, it's ridiculous. And I, so, thought,
4: I thought about playing the soundbite of him saying, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth, and then going into the award. And then, But I thought that was going to be a little too much. Eh, so.
2: Yeah, it's all right. We, we got it. Uh, I also
4: thought about bringing up the audio clip of me saying the Jaguars were the best team in the NFL when I went into uh, what, oh man, we, were, I done what we were right and wrong about. Okay. I thought about doing that.
0: Mr. Jag.
4: That's
2: me. Could have brought the the, the y'all sleeping rant I had about Jimmy Graham, oh, too. man, we,
4: you could have.
0: Is Ramsey going to get traded for two first-round picks?
4: I'll like the team significantly less. I won't lie. He's, part, he's a big part of the reason why I like them. Just because he's, man, like, God, is, if he's like he's like a physical embodiment of like everything I want an NFL player, just like sassy, partially, uh, what's the word? Um, he dresses very uh, metrosexual, which I think is hilarious because man, does that confuse people when he dresses up like your mom coming to watch you at like a baseball game with the big. Wide brim hats and the fur coats, you know. No, oh, he's great. I think it's hilarious, and he just trash talks everybody. And uh, I think I read a statistic somewhere where it was like every single quarterback that he said was bad beat them. He <laughs> <laughs> to
2: start paying respect. The though. ones
4: that the ones that he trash talked were the ones that beat him. And then the ones that he like paid respect to, like Brady and who were the other two teams they beat or three teams they beat this year? I don't even remember. Um, The ones where he was kind of respectful were the ones that they beat or something along those lines. Like he talked trash about Josh Allen. He talked trash about Andrew Luck. He's like, "Man, I had never seen him play. (laughs) You know, and then Uh, that's mean. Yeah. And then uh, he talked up, Deshaun, and then they absolutely whip the hell out of the Texans the first time they played them. So, like, I don't know. It was just this kind of like juxtaposition of, like, Jalen Ramsey, like, oh, man, this guy real good, and then they lose. Or they win, and then it's got man, this guy trash. And then they the guy, like, beats
2: them. Because you know where his head is.
4: Right. I don't know. If Jalen Ramsey gets traded, I hope he gets traded to, like, man. In my head canon, what happens is that the Steelers trade Le'Veon and Antonio and get a bunch of first round picks and then give
0: Fournette and
4: And then give yeah, and then give a couple of them to the Jaguars and the Jaguars give us Fournette and Ramsey. Oh god. I would I would drive to Kevin Coleworth's house and kiss him. I'm like, oh, I love you! Oh my favorite one of my favorite players on my team. I don't give a shit about Leonard Fournette. He's got the bone hurt juice.
2: He is constantly chugging it. I mean, some say he has a bottle of it next to him at all times
4: Then again, I mean, he could just split carries with Connor.
2: Yeah, he'll be less hurty
0: He needs to split carries hurty. with somebody And Samuel,
4: Samuel's played really good too Yeah, he did if, uh, if, you,
0: if you asked Coughlin right now If uh if you could have Ramsey He'd be like, two first round picks If you asked him right now If you could have Ramsey and Fournette He'd be like, take them.
4: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Please <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say two first round picks, <laughs> but then you realize, just take them, take them both, just g- get them out. Fournette is the getting rid of Fournette in Coughlin's eyes is the equivalent of winning a Super Bowl. of of yeah of getting two first round picks. I don't know. I don't think. Uh, oh man, and we're, we're, we're ending this on a
0: yeah because somebody tried to end the show before we ran out of stuff to talk about.
2: Did you realize you guys have more stuff to talk about?
4: I mean, we don't. This is maybe like you should have asked. This them. is like a fleeting thing, and then you can get back to. I mean, I don't know. Like you, you were you were one of the people that were like ripping on the Jaguars all year long. Do yeah. you really think Ramsey's part of the reason why their season fell apart? No. Because I don't think so.
2: No, no, not at all. I think they need a quarterback. I think they need a better offensive scheme. I think uh I think they need a better attitude, more cohesion on defense. And they have the talent, but they need they need better code. just an overall cohesive
4: That like, team was not sold unit. That team last year knew that the reason they got as far as they did was because of their defense and their running game. And then the team turned around and rewarded the quarterback for it. And that caused a divide in the locker room. And thus, the Jaguars were able to coast on the early portion of the season on swagger. (coughs) And they... Blew all, everything they had in that Patriots game when they beat the hell out of them and then just couldn't maintain it. They just couldn't maintain it. It was almost like they were trying, like they had like a charade and they couldn't maintain it. And, you know, you were doing Jubby reports about like they were fighting. Yeah. In the locker room after games when the press was trying to get in.
2: Yeah, it was really bad. They uh, they need to get their shit together. Just, and I think a lot of that has to do with you know, getting a better quarterback, getting a, becoming a cohesive unit, getting somebody to rally them. Joe Flacco. Yep. No, seriously. Nick Foles. No, yeah, seriously. Not Nick, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's, no, Nick not at, Joe Flacco's not good at communicating. Nick, Nick Foles would Get be Nick great. Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles would be great for that. He's a good players guy.
0: I was gonna say get Players both. Do like him. I was gonna say get both because then you'll have Joe Flacco in the playoffs, and I'm like the whole reason of having Nick Foles is having Nick Foles in the playoffs, right? <laughs> so I was like, that doesn't work.
2: Well, because then you have the Jags, you have Nick Foles, who's even when he's not doing great, he's good enough to win you two quarterback games, right? sets. So you, oh, yeah, you get you get into the. I'm I'm ready for the actual two quarterback set to come. It's That'll happening. never happen. It's coming it, eventually. It,
4: teams have tried it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's coming eventually. It'll work someday.
2: You got
0: uh... You got Drew Brees doing his that Jay Cutler that impression does, on the field over there when Taysom Hill comes in.
4: The Saints were better when Taysom was lined up somewhere else and Drew Brees was quarterback. Yeah, because then Taysom could use his athleticism. Now, if Nick Foles goes to the Jaguars, I think that'd be cool because I think the the Jaguars would respect him as a player. Because like, damn dude, like you came in off the bench and won a Super Bowl. Players love him apparently, which. Man, we're, we're we're adding on shit that we, we could talk about now. Uh, Carson Wentz admitting that some of that report about him not being a good teammate was true. You see that? Yeah, yeah, I did. He did go on and say, like, yeah, I could probably be a better teammate. I could be a little more responsive, a little more, like, you know, giving versus – or, like, taking in as opposed to just giving. You know what I mean? Which was interesting because, like, that just kind of goes to show, like – because a lot of the players in that locker room, like, jumped to defend him. They were like, no, man, he's great. And then Carson was like, well, right. I mean.
0: But, like, I feel like like, if somebody was talking shit about you and I would be like, no, you know, he's a good person. And then you you come in like, you know, I, I have some room to approve, like, as a person.
4: First of all, Corey, you wouldn't do that
1: that <laughs> I, was,
4: I was gonna but, say like if someone came up to court and was like man that type of guy is an asshole you'd probably be like yeah
0: yeah but he well, got so some good qualities he got
4: some <laughs> you would also be like yeah i also would be like yeah yeah but now nah, i guess that makes sense like i don't know this offseason is gonna be an interesting one
0: i'm gonna start working on some free agency Mm-hmm.
2: who wants to go first next week
4: luckily uh, well, not two
2: weeks from now actually yeah, are we doing team reports? Do you want to start now? No. We can plan it out so we can.
4: Let's wait, um, because the big thing this these next couple weeks is going to be the combine.
2: Mm,
4: yeah. So let's let's like kind of focus, focus on less that because free agency doesn't really start well, until the combine's over because right. teams are starting to put together their draft things and teams get a shot at watching the potential players they're going to pick play and that can influence their free agency stuff. So if we come in here and we're like, oh, so-and-so's going to do this, 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 and this, and then, like, say, like, Dwayne Haskins sucks ass at the Combine, right? That completely changes, like, everything that's going to happen. Right. Because if Dwayne Haskins ends up not playing well at the Combine and looking like like he doesn't know what he's doing, right, then that entire, like, system of, like, how the first, like, half of the draft is going to work is going to change. Yeah. Which will, in turn, change free agency. So it's probably not gonna happen, right. but there's always the chance. Uh,
0: we'll we'll map everything out with the. We'll compare our schedule yeah, with because the we actually have NFL a plan. schedule. Yeah,
2: yeah. So since we actually have a plan this year, because you know we're actually going into, you know, knowing what we're doing. Uh, we'll make <laughs> sure we can plan it out so every team report is done and executed. Hopefully, a, a couple episodes before the season starts. Yeah, and we'll we can like so we can map that out. Like look at look at days and stuff like that. But this is our last weekly episode. Uh you won't you won't hear from us again for another two weeks. And that'll be the way it goes until we get much closer to the regular season. That's just this
0: was awful. That's just the way it goes.
4: Right. It was terrible coming we had to find time. Sometimes Uh. at like eleven o'clock at night. Uh. (laughs) It was terrible.
2: I'm sorry, I'm I'd, I'd, I'd work you all the bone. Relying
4: on Justin to upload our things and being a degenerate.
2: That is my entire character.
4: You know <laughs> how
0: hard it is to rely on a degenerate to be a degenerate?
4: That's some weird, like, like uh, Jack Sparrow stuff where it's like, you know, uh, A liar will always lie. It's the truth tellers you gotta worry about. Or whatever it's called.
1: Oh no, he's ending the episode! Goodbye, I love you!